It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 121 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording today on April 1, 2023. I'm Warren Carr alongside with the pretty one, Fee Dunn from London and Austin Pinto. Coming up, we have announcements, then we have the Android Basics, that is followed by the CSR entry, and then we have the App of the Week. And closing today's episode would be a Tip of the Week from Fidan. Folks, welcome to episode 121. And Austin, what's going on with you? Just the three of us today. So we are missing a couple of people, but actually... With me, what is going on is uh, Mumbai is uh, hot as usual. It's getting hotter and hotter by the day. So the answer will be the same, I think, in the middle of June. It's just going to, the temperature is going to increase. So this week, uh, those who watch cricket, the IPL season has started. So that is going to keep us occupied after the work day. And uh, that's it. That's what is going on. Be done. Is it hard in London too? I don't think so. No, it's today it's been about 10 degrees centigrade. Uh, so I went for a walk earlier, wore my lovely thick winter coat. We've had lots and lots and lots of rain this week, which has been a bit annoying. But luckily now it's easing off and I believe we might even see some sunshine in the next couple of days. Uh, I had an exciting uh, thing a few days ago. I did a gig on Tuesday evening online. Uh, there's actually a podcast of that, but it's not Android. So, But uh, that's been exciting for me this week. Uh, and I'm taking part in a choir concert tomorrow, so I'm very busy. Um, and, yeah, things are looking up weather-wise. So, yeah, it's good. Good here in London. Good. That's really good. Well, as for me, though, it's not too bad here. I think we're going to be about 50 degrees today. So looking forward to it. The sun is in and out. And um, it's been kind of like showers here and there, you know, throughout the week. So and of course, very windy for this time of year in uh, central and eastern parts of uh, Washington state. It's always been this way, you know, in the springtime. So those winds can get really brutal. This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. Let's move on now to the announcement section. And Austin, what do we have in store? This week, we have one of the biggest announcements we, our channel has hit the 900 subscriber mark. And uh, thanks to all our listeners for reaching us to that milestone. And our app, Accessible Android, has been downloaded 700 times. So that has seen a nice growth. And for those listeners who have not checked the app out, they can check the app out. The link to that app will be in the description. 
and also the youtube demo for that app uh, video will be in the description so you can also download the app in, install the app and contribute to the app with uh, writing articles or if you want to review another app you can review it in the app review segment and a lot of things so that uh, youtube video will show you how to do that that is for me in the announcements what do they need to search for in the play store just to remind people they can search for accessible android but there are one or two apps from accessible android so i would suggest that you follow the best uh, way will be to follow the link in the show notes it will also be okay. in the video description of the youtube channel and maybe um another thing to say could be if you're not sure about subscribing to our channel it doesn't cost anything um maybe now you could because you might help us to get up to 1000 subscribers in the near future and that would be exciting indeed and we really want to thank you guys for subscribing and it looks like that dream of austin would be coming to we may get up to 1000 subscribers at the end of this month if we have at least three subscribers a day so you guys if you're hearing us can you give austin his dream that's going to be his birthday present even though his birthday is like a couple months or like what a month ago uh it's still being celebrated Uh so let's give uh Austin a gift of 1000 subscribers by the end of this month and so we're looking forward to announcing that big big milestone as we reach that 1000 subscribers. So when we reach this 1000 mark at the end of this month it forces Austin then to reveal his age. Uh Austin is that a a deal? Yeah, it's a deal. Okay so if you want to know how old Austin is then definitely drag us over to that 1000 subscription mark and Austin will be forced to announce his age I think so, some people will be shocked if they hear the age <laughs> Yeah so we'll see how old Austin is so if you really want to know how old Austin is let us get to 1000 if you don't then you don't get to know how old austin is but even if you don't care how old austin is you can still subscribe you know you don't have to care about how old austin is to subscribe exactly but you have a little gift if you subscribe you that is getting to know how old austin is and i'll make sure that austin send you a picture of himself just kidding <laughs> The thing is that I think that people don't always realize is that if you subscribe to a YouTube channel it's really nice because you can find in the YouTube subscriptions you can find the latest episodes of various things you subscribed to and you don't have to keep going and finding them and faffing around they're just there in your subscribed um page on YouTube and that's really handy I really like that also once the people subscribe under the unsubscribe button which will become the unsubscribe button only when you subscribe otherwise it will be a subscribe button and then this button will not appear if you have not subscribed so first you will have to subscribe and then under that button there will be a notifications button which is set to personal by default so you click on that and you can change it to all if you want and then 
you will be notified of each and every upload that happens on our channel. But if you don't subscribe, we still love you as listeners. You know, it's okay. But we always. love you. We'll, always. We'll, we'll always love you as podcast listeners. But it'd be awesome if you if you uh, if you're a YouTuber and exactly. you feel like subscribing. That'll make us happy. Yes. On a different note, though, uh, though not YouTube related, we just want to say that the uh, Android 13 QPR3 Beta 2 rolled out on Wednesday, the 29th of March. Now I'm doing it British style here, just to make Ed, who's not here with us today, having a party, happy that I actually am doing it the British way. So on the 29th makes, of March... Makes me, it, it makes me happy too. Yeah, it Thank makes you. me happy. <laughs> yeah, because the British way is the right way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes there, us all happy. There we go again. It's a constant fight that never ends. Uh, yeah. I think the American way is the better way of doing it. Very interesting. So, yeah. So if you didn't uh, and you are enrolled, uh, you should have gotten that. And sometimes it may take a little while for some people to receive it. Uh, mine came through on that. Um, March 29th, uh, right on time. So that's what we want to say about that, and which means that the full featured uh, feature drop will be coming out in June. And then what will follow that will be the release of Android 14, public release sometime in August. And then we'll start another beta of uh, Android 14 QPR in September. That's how it goes. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Let us now move on to our next segment. And today we are talking about about and tips and support. In other words, we are now coming to the system settings and we're concluding with the last two items found within the system settings and that will be about phone and tips and support. I do have a preamble here and we're going to go into it and take a listen and then we will then deliberate and talk about some of the items that we think are of importance as we go through these last two items found in the system settings. And now here's my quick overview of the last two items about phone and tips and support. So here I am in the system settings and we're looking at the last two items as indicated and that will be the about phone and the tips and support. Let's go ahead though and get started with the about phone and I am looking at this from my Pixel 6 Pro. So I'll now move on to the about phone. About phone, Pixel 6 Pro. Let's go ahead and tab here. And so about phone is going to tell us everything about the phone and all that good stuff. I'll tab here to get started. About phone. Navigate up, button, out of list. Showing items 1 to 12 of 21. We're told there are like 21 items in here. And I'm going to go through the items that you find in the about phone 
And it's likely that I may be looking at some and ignoring some of them, most especially those that already tell you exactly as to what they are. But let's go through the list and see what we have here in the About phone. And of course, when I'm all done with that, then the podcast crew will now deliberate on these things and talk about the things that we think are worth mentioning. So now, here are the items that we come across on this screen. Basic info, heading, in list. The first item we hear is the basic info. So in other words, it's going to be like your account, phone number, and all of that. I'll try to skip those because I don't want my account or rather my phone number and things like that uh, getting recorded. So here's what we're talking about. Device name, Pixel 6 Pro. Device name is Pixel 6 Pro. Below that, Google account. That's your account. And then below that is your phone number. Phone number. And then below that, we have a heading that says Legal and Regulatory Heading. Legal and Regulatory Information. And so the first item that we find underneath that heading will be Legal Information. Legal Information. So let's tap here and see what items we find in here. Legal Information. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. I'm going to move my finger down. Legal Information. That's a header. And below that. Third-party licenses. The first item we hear is third-party licenses. I do want to mention here in passing, however, that when you tap on this, it's a screen that is not accessible. In other words, it's going to show you all that information which looks more or less like an image and thus is not exposed to the screen reader. I'll tap here to show you what I'm talking about. Third-party licenses. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. And I'll put my finger down. Nothing. So even if I swipe. Third-party licenses. Swipe again. Web view. It says web view. Swipe again. Libraries. I hear libraries. Swipe again. Nothing. Swipe again. OOOC 273F14E6A94E149EC14F5D5CC129314. Link. We heard that link. Let's say I tap on this one, for example. Web view. And put my finger down. Nothing. Swipe. Swipe. Nothing. As you can see, I can't read this because the content is not exposed to the screen reader. For giggles, though, I'm just going to tell the assistant to see if it can read it. Read screen. All right. Sorry, I can't read what's on that page aloud. I am told, sorry, I can't read that page aloud. I'm not going to waste our time on this, but I want to try something here. In other words, I'm going to pull out Lookout on my other phone and see if I can read anything on this screen at all. So let me grab another phone and 
launch Lookout and see what we get. Just a sec. All right, I grab my phone and I'm gonna go to my OCR folder. Folder, OCR, four or more, Lookout. I'm gonna tap on Lookout. Lookout text mode. And now I'm gonna stand up and hold it over my other phone. Sex OOOC, 3B2126B. O two one ba zero C five two three nine ab four D five B two hundred thirty four E F one hundred forty three D two ab eight F C F twenty five D five C nine used vendor firmware carrier config con F S X O three five nine to two five three O three. Well, that's uh, what I was able to read with Lookout. So as you can see, it's not a very accessible area. So I'm going to go back. Legal information, third-party licenses in list. And now, below third-party licenses, we got... Google Legal. Google Legal. And I'm thinking if I go here, it may be the same result. Next. Google Play System Update Licenses. Google Play System Update License. Below that... System Web View Licenses. The System Web View Licenses. Source code. Details about the source code for components made available as open source can be found at the Pixel Help Center. Moving on. Wallpaper credits. Satellite imagery providers. Copyright 2014 CNES Astrium. Digital Globe. Blue Sky. Okay. And that would be the last item on this page. Let's go back now to the previous page. About phone. Legal information in list. Showing so we're back on legal information and now moving down. Regulatory labels. The regulatory labels. Let's go in here and see if this one is legible. Regulatory labels. Okay, button out of list. Regulatory labels, image. Moving down. Okay, button. I heard okay. Regulatory labels, image. Okay, button. And again, this one is not being read to us. I'm going to ask the assistant to see if it can read this part. Read page. All right. Pause button. R. label. Okay, that explains it. As you can hear, it was written in either Chinese or some other language. I am sure that if I have allowed it to keep reading, we probably could hear some other language besides that language. So now, though, let's go to the previous screen. About phone. Regulatory labels in list. Showing items 1 to 12 of 21. And moving from there, we've got... Safety and Regulatory Manual. Safety and Regulatory Manual. Let's take a look here quick. Safety and Regulatory Manual. WebView, Out of Safety and Regulatory Manual. I hope this is accessible to us. I'm going to put my finger down. Safety, Warranty and Regulatory Guide for Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro, Heading 1. That's the heading, first one, and moving down. 
Where to find product information? Link. Where to find product information? Next. Safety warnings. Link. Safety warnings. Proper handling and usage. Link. Keep going. Service and support. Link. Next. Regulatory information. Link. Next. Bullet, one of eight, eight items. And I hear bullet, one of eight, and I keep moving down. United States. Link. This is for United States. Below that. Bullet, two of eight. Next. Canada. Link. We got Canada. Next. Bullet, three of eight. UK. Link. Here's the United Kingdom. Next. Bullet, four of eight. EU. Link. We got the EU. Next. Bullet, five of eight. Australia. Link. Here's Australia. Next. Bullet, six of eight. Singapore. Link. Singapore. Next. Bullet, seven of eight. Japan. Link. We come across Japan. And next. Bullet, eight of eight. Taiwan. Link. We got Taiwan. Limited warranty. Link. And below that, we got limited warranty. And below that limited warranty, then we come across a heading that says... Where to find product information. Where to, to find product information. And let's look a little bit at what that says. This guide includes the basic safety guidelines in the printed safety and warranty booklet that comes with your Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. It also includes additional safety, regulatory, and warranty information about Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. You got the drift. I'm going to go back because all this is going to be all about a manual and all of that. So let's go back now to the previous screen. About phone. Safety and regulatory manual in list. Showing we are items back to the to screen where we saw that safety and regulatory uh, link and we're going to move on down from here and below that we got device details heading we come across a heading now that says device details and below that sim status emergency calls only google fi and we hear emergency only sim status google fi and because this is not active i can only make emergency calls on this because I haven't activated my SIM on this one as my active SIM is on my Pixel 7 Pro. Next, we hear... Model, Pixel 6 Pro. As the model, keep going down. IMEI 3.5... IMEI, keep going down. Android version 13. Android version is version 13. Device identifiers, heading... Now we come across a heading that says device identifiers and below that IP address FE8 IP address next Wi-Fi MAC address to view choose save network All right and to view that IP address we need to tap on the saved networks next device Wi-Fi MAC address We hear device Wi-Fi MAC address we go down Bluetooth address, DC. Bluetooth address, next. Uptime, 2757. Uptime, 2757. In other words, I've had this phone running for 27 minutes, almost half an hour. Next. 
Send feedback about this device. Send a feedback about the device and... Build number. Teeth. Build number. This is where you can tap seven times if you want to enable the developer settings. In other words, if you want to fine-tune some things in the developer settings, for example, you want to enable things like ADB, or you want to enable the bootloader and all of that, you will tap this seven times to enable that developer mode settings. For example, if I tap a few times, I'm not going to enable it, but you'll see what I'm talking about. Let me go ahead and tap here for a few times, and it will tell me I have X more tabs to get to the developer mode. So here I go. You are now four steps away from being a developer. There we go. And that's the last item in the About phone. Now I'm going to go back and we'll look at the tips and support. Settings. About phone, Pixel 6 Pro, in list. And below that we've got... Tips and support, help articles, phone and chat. There we go. So in here, we can go and find articles and, you know, tips and also chat. And as a matter of fact, I do recommend if you're using a Pixel phone and anytime you want to access or get access to someone from Google, it's actually easier to come here and you can schedule a call or you could even schedule to return a defective device right from this place. I'll tap here to show you what I'm talking about. Help. Popular help resources. Heading. I am on this page now and we hear popular help headings. And below that we got... Change your clock's display. Change your clock display. Use caller ID and spam protection. Make and receive phone calls. Remember, these are help articles. So if you want to know how to make and receive phone calls, you tap this one to see how to make and receive phone calls. Next. Get started with photos on your Pixel phone. Next. Reduce and manage mobile data usage. Next. Search help. Or you could search something that you're looking for. New to Pixel, heading. Now we come across a heading that says new to Pixel. In other words, if this is the first time you're using a Pixel phone, here are some of the things you need to know. And we've got the following. Explore Pixel tips. Make the most of Pixel. Watch videos and more. Go to tips. Next. Need more help. Heading. Then we have need more help. Heading. And below that we got. Ask the help community. Get answers from community experts. Ask the help community. So in other words, if you go here, you're going to see some issues that some people have been dealing with. And you can post your own uh, problem in here and all of that, and you can read responses, and all of that stuff. Next. Contact us, tell us more, and we'll help you get there. That's the one I was talking about earlier. So, for example, you want to contact them, this is the place to come to. I'll come back to this, but let's see the last items here. Send feedback. We got the send feedback. Viewing as. And we got viewing as, and that means below here is going to be your email address. Drop down list, warcare at gmail. 
And that's my email address right there. Now, let's go back, though, to the one I talked about, which is probably the most important one here in the event that you want to return your device or in the event that you want to get hold of someone from Google to help you with your device. And we're going to go back to contact us. Contact us. Tell us more and we'll help you get there. So we tap here. Navig resources, step two of three. Contact options, step three of three. I'll put my finger near the top and we'll proceed from there and go down through the options. It looks like you're using app passwords to give third-party apps access to your account. Warcare at gmail.com. So it says it looks like I have some, you know, apps password or app-specific passwords to access some of my stuff. And I could go in and disable them if I wanted. But this is not what I wanted. Let's say I want to get someone from Google. Or let's say I want to return my device. Or I want to schedule a call. So let's move on down. Disable app passwords. Link. Let's move on down. And use sign in with Google to connect apps to your Google account. Let's keep going. Close. Button. So I could tap on the close to close that dialog there. Or simply move my finger down and I'll come across. What can we help with? Step one of three. We've got three steps and this is the first step. So what can we help with? And here's our options. Edit box. Tell us what we can help with. Five characters required character limit zero one hundredths example. How do I change my settings? And this is now in the edit field where you will type in the subject matter of what you're needing help with, and it allows up to 100 characters. I'm going to move my finger down. Next. Button. Disabled. And there's a next button there below the edit field on the left edge of the phone, and we're told it is disabled because I have not typed anything in the edit field. Below that, though. Two. Step two. Resources. Heading two. We've got resources. Three. And then three. Contact options. Heading two. Contact options. Heading two. And moving down. Close. Button. And the reason why we hear close is because I haven't inputted anything in the help field above. But if you had inputted something in here, then you should be able to proceed to the next step. That's steps two and three. And you could even schedule a call or schedule to return your device if that's what you want to do. And that will be it about the quick overview of both the About Phone and tips and support. I'll now hand you over to the podcast crew as we deliberate on the things that we think are of great importance. So, Fee, what is it in here that you think you like in the About phone? It's really useful to be able to find things like your IMEI number and stuff, because sometimes, like, for example, with my insurance, to insure my phone, they need to know what that is. So that's useful. Um, and to know sometimes to be able to check what version of software you're running, especially, you know, a lot of us have our software update automatically. And... So you might not always realize what version you're running. Um, so I've checked that before. Um, but you did have a problem, didn't you, Warren, when you were 
looking at this, you had to use um, Lookout for one of the screens, didn't you? Um, which sounded a bit annoying, and I don't know why Google hadn't sorted out that screen properly, because there was text on it, but the phone didn't read it itself. Do you know the bit I mean? Indeed. Uh, so it had to do with all that legal stuff and that text there was not kind of exposed to the screen reader. And as you can hear, I had to use Lookout to kind of get a little bit of a, what's going on there. And then in the other one, though, you know, when I asked the assistant to read, you could hear it reading in, I think, on a second thought, I thought it was Chinese, but now I'm thinking it was Japanese. I'm almost positive that was Japanese, but I don't know, but at least one of those uh, Asian languages. And so that's what that was. But that part at least uh, read in another language. And so it told me that, yeah, you know, the reason why that part was not reading was because it was in that language. But the other one that I used to look out on, not even the assistant could read that. That was very interesting. No, I thought that was a bit rubbish, really. It's like, why can't we access the whole thing? Yeah. That wasn't very That wasn't very good. Um, but, yeah, things like the IMEI number and that kind of thing and, and software build, it's, it's very useful um, to be able to. I mean, it's not something I use often, but when I need it, it's good, you know, to be able to do that. Because on the old phones years ago, you used to type in, I think it was star hash zero six hash to get IMEI numbers or something, wasn't it? Long time ago. Um, and I don't know whether that probably wouldn't work on a, on these Android phones anymore. Yeah, but, it does. Um, it does work. Oh, does it? Does that still yeah. work? Because um, um, that used to be kind of cool. But that's now I suppose that's a bit geeky. I mean, if if you want to know any information about your phone or SIM, I mean, about is the, it's the logical place to go, isn't it? So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, it, it's good. But like I say, not somewhere I go often, but useful when you do actually need it, like for insurance companies or to check your software version and see what you're running and things like that. It's very good. And by the way, you know, if you're wondering what IMEI is, if you didn't know, of course, we're talking about an acronym here that stands for International Machine Equipment ID, IMEI. And that's what that IMEI, you know how it is. Our world today is so full of acronyms and it's it's hard to keep a tab on those things. It's, I don't know who can keep a tab on all of that, but we throw this around and, you know, sometimes you want to activate a phone. They want you to tell them what that IMEI is. I remember AT&T when I was switching my daughter to AT&T, they wanted that IMEI. And I'm like, no, I don't want to give you my IMEI. I'm just, I just want to pick up your SIM card and just throw it in there. And it's not your phone. I didn't get the phone from you. So I'm not giving you my IMEI. And uh, so we just went and picked up the SIM, throw it in there. Sure enough, works. No questions asked. So I don't want someone, you know, getting my IMEI. It, it belongs to me. Uh, if I got the phone from you as the service provider, yeah, I understand that. But if I didn't get it from you, what in the world do you need it for? Just give me your SIM card and I'm good to go. Because 
Yeah, and the thing with IMEI numbers, they're individual. I mean, there are some people, naughty people who sometimes have cloned IMEI numbers and changed them and things when they steal phones. But that's actually, well, certainly over here, that's illegal. I'd imagine it is in the US as well. Um, but IMEI numbers are unique to your phone, should be anyway. And so if your phone gets stolen, you could give your provider your IMEI to make sure that that phone is not allowed to work for somebody else anymore to try and discourage people from stealing phones. Because if they're stealing a phone and it's not going to work anymore after they've stolen it, then they're not going to want to bother stealing things anymore. Um, but also it can be used, um, you know, to check sometimes that it actually is you. Um, I had a phone blacklisted once and they, they got the number wrong and they blacklisted the wrong phone. That was very annoying. Um, but yeah, they're individual numbers, aren't they? And I think SIM cards have individual numbers too. Um, and sometimes when you get a new SIM card, you have to ring up and tell them what the number is and stuff so they can activate it. A very important thing you mentioned there, Fee, most especially about, you know, someone stealing your phone. If you know that IMEI, uh, you could tell your provider and they could just blacklist it and that phone is not going to be able to work anymore. So as you said, it's unique. Every phone has its own. You cannot have two phones having the same IMEI. And it always baffles the mind that, you know, we have billions of phones out there and to know that each one of them is separate from the next one, I'm always kind of, you know, I'm awed as to how that works. And uh, talking about SIM cards, it's the same idea. You have that thing just for that particular SIM card as well. So it's a very interesting uh, take. And sometimes I wonder, are they going to run out of numbers? But <laughs> they never seem to. Yeah, I was just thinking that as well. Um, you know, eventually, will they run out? Will they have to change the numbering system? Because they, the ones I've looked at often seem to start with three five. Um, yeah, I don't know, um, but I haven't looked at mine lately, so it might not start with that anymore. Um, but um, yeah, the the other thing with IMEI numbers is sometimes you can. Like if you tell your provider your IMEI number, they can look and go, oh, yes, that's a Samsung whatever. And, you know, they can tell that straight away from you giving them the number. It's, it is. It's amazing. And I guess there's they can do that because there's a database somewhere matching numbers with what the phone model is, I guess. Exactly. Uh, Austin, what is it about phone that you like? So regarding the IMEI numbers that were mentioned earlier, I want to make some two, three points. The first thing is as you get a new phone, the first thing you do is you write in your EMI number somewhere, preferably on your computer or somewhere that uh, goes with you. I mean, if you store it on one drive, you can take it from different locations. And when your phone gets stolen, you give it to the provider or the police. And there is a database. So your first four digits of the IMEI is, uh, is, uh, stands for the manufacturer name, so like Samsung or whatever. I like one important session, a setting in the about phone. 
and that is enabling developer options. So developer options is a setting which only will show up if you have enabled that. And developer options is required to flash a ROM or to opt in and out of betas for Android. Not only that, but uh, developer options also has some very useful things that you can do. So we may do a part of the developer settings. I don't know, maybe next week if I can record, we can do a part on the developer settings. There are a lot of settings there, and some of them are really useful. So they can give your phone a little extra performance also. We are not going to overboard the CPU. We are not going to overclock. But uh, going to reduce some transitions and all by which your phone will perform nicely. So I like that enabling developer options. To do that, you have to tap the build number seven times. So with Talkback, you do double tap. So you have to tap it fourteen times. So that's uh, that's what I like in the about phone. Now, Austin, you mentioned something important about that IMEI. You know, I confess that I don't write down mine, and I should, because uh, I'm thinking back on my Pixel 4a that I lent my daughter, and it kind of got lost. And I don't know where it is. And if I had that IMEI, at least I would have uh, blacklisted that phone, but I didn't. And one more thing I forgot to mention is that if you're in a country that has uh, dual SIM phones, your phone has two IMEI numbers. I didn't know that. So if the phone supports uh, two SIM cards, then it will have two IMEIs. Yeah, one for SIM 1 and one for SIM 2. So in a sense, it seems like the IMEI, in a sense, is somehow tied to a SIM card as well. Not a yeah. SIM card, but it's not. Uh, it's tied to the SIM slot. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean, to the SIM slot, rather. That's why the uh, uh, service provider would be able to blacklist the phone because if it's tied to a SIM slot and if the provider is your provider, then they can uh, disable that phone or disable that SIM slot so that no one could put in a SIM card and be able to use it. And that totally makes sense. So in India, what used to happen is there was, a, if you give your IMEI number to your provider, the phone would be blacklisted on your provider only. So people can put the SIM cards of other providers and use the phone. But now the TRAI, that is the Telecom Body of India, has made a rule that if you give your EMI to one provider, they will blacklist it on the entire network. So that is a good thing. That's really good because you, you want to discourage people from stealing phones, something that people like to do. Let's then talk about the tips and support. And probably, you know, it's a very important one too. And since we're dealing with the Pixel phone, for example, I really like this segment because you can find articles, the how-tos, and you can also uh, return your device from within here. Say you're having some difficulty and you're still within that warranty period, then you could go in here and be able to access the contact, to contact the Google support, or you could check on the community support. But if you want to return it, then you do the contact us. 
and you fill out the form in there as I was showing, and you can return your phone there, or you can even request to be called back. You can even do a live chat if that's what you want. And that's what I like about the uh, tips and support. That's what I have done. Uh, the how many times that I had had to return my phone, I had to go in here and do that. Is that found on other phones? I know the Samsung phones have it. I'm not sure about other phones. Uh, Austin, you've had other manufacturers like, uh, have you had any Redmi phones, you know, from Xiaomi or some other manufacturers there in India that um, has yeah, that feature? I had the Redmi phones, the yeah, the OnePlus phones, but it's not found in them. I don't know about the latest models, but the ones that I had at least was five, six year old, and the OnePlus uh, phones that was about two, three year old, but in that there were no tips and tricks. So this may be something that is dependent on the manufacturer, of course. So some manufacturers will give you an additional way of finding them or where you'll find articles that you can go into and learn about how to use their devices. And so I think this should be something that all manufacturers should implement as it's a very important part of the phone, most especially if the person is not used to phones. Maybe this is their first time. And what I like about you know, the Pixel phones, though, is that during the setup, you can run into that and you can choose to either go through those tutorials or those articles or videos if you wanted to and, uh, and get familiar with what it is. It's not something that I've really gone into, um, mainly because I kind of assumed that it wouldn't necessarily be that helpful from a a blindness point of view and I was going to ask you about that Warren like the articles and stuff don't most of them tell you how to do things in like a sighted way um you know I mean when I got my new Samsung phone uh that was when I uh, found you guys on the podcast and I just searched for blind Android users because I'd used Apple phones before and they've got Apple Vist. And I found blind Android users, which is like, it's like the Android equivalent of that, really. Um, and I wanted tips from bl other blind people. And I wonder, I, I'm guessing they're not really available. Um, but I suppose you could do a chat with, with somebody from Google. But then how many of them know about how to use TalkBack and stuff? Because, for example, on Apple, I know there's an accessibility number you can actually call um you know if you want support and i don't know because i found most of what i wanted on the website or you know the podcast i haven't really bothered with it so i wondered if you knew warren or you austin but you know is there um do google how good are they at supporting people using talkback and things if they're stuck Yes, please. So when you go in here, you could read, be able to read the articles. And then, of course, if you're setting up your phone for the first time, by default, your talkback hints are on by default. And so the talkback will tell you, you know, um, to do this, you need to do this and that. Uh, but also the, uh, the tips and tricks also will tell you, for example, you know, to go home, you'll say swipe you know, from the bottom of the phone uh, and to go home. Of course, if you are using a screen reader, 
if you don't know that you have to use two fingers, then uh, that may be a, a problem because they didn't put that in there. You have to find that information uh, within the TalkBack tutorial. So if you have gone through the TalkBack tutorial that comes up when you first uh, launch uh, accessibility before this uh, setup, then you would have come across that. But re uh, referring to support, for in for example, when you are chatting with someone, you know, doing a live chat, um, you can let them also know that, hey, you know, I'm blind. So give me time to, you know, finish typing what I'm I'm trying to type. And if you need them to take over your phone, they can also take over your phone and see what's going on. So that's one of the good things that we have here in that uh, tips and support. But can they support you with TalkBack? Will they even know about it? Do they know um, how to use it? A lot of the agents? No, no, these will not because they are not the disability support. They are just the general support of the, uh, yeah. the, the phone. So uh, most of them probably have not even heard of a screen reader. So no, they're not going to give you TalkBack support. You'll have to uh, go to that um, disability support, and that's why Google has that as a separate body. Is there a place to find that on your phone, or do you have to go on the web to look for that? No, uh, it's not on your phone. Um, it would be a good thing to include that in the TalkBack uh, settings. So that's or, a very good idea. Or, or the accessibility bit. You could have various, because there's other things as well, aren't there? There are things for people with hearing problems and stuff, and you could just have an extra section called um, contact disability support or something, couldn't you? And hopefully they be. would know about both of those That would and various other things like dexterity stuff and that. That would be really good. I think they should, they, in the accessibility bit, they should put that. Um, but obviously only if there's actually enough people to do the support because it would be a bit stupid to put it in and then it doesn't actually work. <laughs> So um, basically, guys, if you want good support with TalkBack and stuff, stick with us. We're there for you. Exactly. and But it's a very good point that they should have that uh, contact accessibility support uh, right there in both the accessibility segment as well as in the TalkBack settings. I think that's a very good idea and why. No one ever thought about that. It's a really interesting uh, tech. But like you said, though, Blind Android Users is here. If you have any need, uh, want some support with your screen reader or whatever, just shoot us an email or um, get to our email forum or listen to our podcast and you'll be golden. Yeah, because sometimes you don't always want support with a particular thing, do you? You just want to know about new things. And you might hear about a new app and go, oh, I didn't know that app was accessible. You know, um, so hopefully we serve that need as well. Indeed. But yeah, that's why I don't really use the tips thing, because it's very sort of sighted orientated. Um, maybe I'll use it for something one day, but I haven't so far. It's a shame you haven't got more... Um, co-hosts today really to find out if they've used it yeah well like i said though um there are some articles in there and the articles are 
uh, you know, legible, they're readable, they're accessible to the screen readers. So um, they are not, it, it, the videos, if you want to watch the videos, you can, but uh, you can just read the article and know how to use your device. So uh, it's a good place to go to if you're not very familiar. But like I said, we are here. Yeah, but it could be confusing for newbies because it'll say swipe and it, it might not say, by the way, if you're using TalkBack, add an extra finger to any gesture because otherwise it won't work, you know, and most articles don't. And and even, you know, when you're searching things to do with TalkBack just on the web, most of the results are, how do you turn off TalkBack? Um, so it's, I guess it is a bit niche, but it's sort of annoying that Google haven't... Um, got a proper like you say in the talkback settings and in the accessibility and maybe within some of the other accessibility bits that we don't really use as well they maybe they need to have that there and that's where we fill in the gap so uh listen to us read our emails and all of that and you'll get all that support that is missing so the missing link is right there BAU blind android users podcast or blindandroidusers.com. This is Spotlight Segment 2. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing, and more. And now we're turning over to the next segment, and this time we're talking about CSR, or as Arsenal will call it, Joshua screen reader and here we have our friend Karen to bring us the latest entry in the CSR entry. Karen? You know that when you are using a screen reader whether it is TalkBack or G-Show you are able to explore items on the screen and um, to double tap to activate them you are able also to assign to Perform gestures like swiping to move between uh, on-screen elements. All of this is possible due to the presence of the Browse by Touch in Jishuo or what is called Explore by Touch in TalkBack. When you disable or suspend Browse by Touch, instead of uh, the screen reader handling the, the focus, taps and gestures, on-screen on gestures, they will be processed by the system. And this means also that you will not be able to explore on-screen elements like you do when this feature is on. Okay, but despite this, um, there are benefits sometimes to suspending browse by touch, like in typing for some people. Some people prefer the direct typing method when you just uh, are able to tap the a keyword element to type it. Um, this way uh, is a responsive way and I think there is a feature on iOS called direct typing or direct touch typing. So to achieve this feature you on Android you have to use Jishuo with browse by touch suspended. Actually I was convinced recently by a friend to test this method and I was impressed by the responsiveness 
And I think that with time you can achieve some very good typing speeds. I'm currently um, using this method frequently. Some people will start or will try to use it, but they will stop after they will be unable to hear the typed characters. So I'm going to show you the steps to be able to hear characters as you type them. Let's go to the main menu, then Jishuo settings. Main menu. Jishuo settings. Typing settings. Okay, it was in the typing settings. I should go back. Jishuo plus. Show you. Okay, it's in advanced settings. Advanced settings. Advanced settings. Then typing settings. Resource manager. Jishuo web operation. Typing settings. Typing settings. Type. Used. Suspend browse by touch while keyboard is shown checkbox unchecked. This option will suspend the browse by touch as long as the keyboard is on the screen and when it is hidden, it will resume automatically the, suspend, uh, the, the browse by touch. Unfortunately, until now, when you enable this, it will not let you hear what you type. So it will not announce what you are typing. So it is better to go for the manual browse by touch suspension, which is easy anyway. Um, okay, but to be able to hear the characters as you type them, you should enable the option of read candidates, also in typing settings. Read, read, read capital letters while type, read candidates checkbox checked. Okay, so this should be checked. How to... Suspend the browse by touch. You can do that um, by default by tapping the or by pressing the volume keys at the same time, which is the simultaneous press of the volume keys. But you, I, I, I will explain how is how this is done. You should first press the first volume key, then immediately press the second one, then release them together. So. If I start with the volume up key, I should press it, then immediately press the second one, which is the volume down key, and then release them together without waiting. This is the way used for the simultaneous press of the volume keys in Jishuo. Echo typed characters checkbox checked. Okay, so uh, also you can um, assign a gesture, an on-screen gesture, to... Uh, suspend browse by touch also you can suspend it suspend it from the main menu now to resume it you can or you you have the weight of the simultaneous press of the volume keys which is in the same method that I have I've explained before and you should know here that if you have assigned another gesture or another function for the simultaneous press of the volume keys, this will be stopped or disabled uh, temporarily when browse by touch is suspended, and the simultaneous press of the volume keys will instead resume browse by touch. So this is the easiest way to um, resume browse by, browse by touch. Also, you can resume browse by touch by um, using the same volume key press that you have assigned before, like if you have assigned um, Let's say long pressing of a, vol of a volume key for uh, browse by touch suspension. So it, it can be used 
to re-enable it or resume it. Definitely, you can't use the angular gestures or screen gestures uh, or the multi-finger gestures. Okay, so um, also it's possible to resume it from the notification shade, but this is not a way that a blind person uh, will be able to, 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 to achieve easily. Okay, so let's try to type now. I'll go to keep notes. Recent AC up note. Application icon. I will suspend browse by touch by uh, a gesture that I've, that I've assigned, which is the long pressing of the volume key, volume up key. Browse by touch suspended. I tried to type. Alternatives are dismissed. Alternatives are dismissed. Okay, so I'm hearing alternatives are dismissed instead of hearing the characters. Okay, so I will resume browse by touch. I will use now the simultaneous press of the volume keys, as I've explained before. Browse by touch resumed. Okay. I should go to the Gboard settings. Um, I'll go by... A, Q, what? More features. Above the number row, I will lift my finger when I hear more features. More features opened. Then I will search for settings. Text editing. Gift, gift, settings. And I will lift my finger again. Application icon. Okay, here you should pay attention to something. You should find the preferences using Explore by Touch. Like, you should touch the screen to find the, or to, to, to reach the location that preferences is on. So you should type, touch the exact location of preferences. Okay, so Jag, I will... Jagboard, dictionary. I move my finger on the screen. Voice. Text correct text theme preferences. Okay, I landed on preferences. I'll lift my finger and use the direct click, not the double tapping, the direct click option in Jishuo. You can assign a gesture by default. You can uh, tap with one with two fingers once, and you can um, select it from the main menu. So I will select it from the main menu. Main Jishuo setting direct click and direct click and preferences settings one here. key press. I should search for pop up on key press sound on keep system default switch off haptic vibrations pop up on key press switch on. I'll double tap it normally to switch it off, it should be off switch off. Why I used the direct click to open preferences is because if I use the normal double tapping, I will not be able to find this option. This option will be hidden. So I'll go back now. Keep notes. And now I will try to type again. I will suspend browse by touch. Browse by touch suspended. And type hi, this is just a test. Capital H I. Next language. Hi, space. T H I S I S J U S J E S T. Test deleted. Okay, it's saying deleted, deleted. But actually, I wasn't deleting anything. I wasn't deleting. I wasn't pressing the delete key. 
and it wasn't deleting anything anyway. So this um, issue occurs in some applications and this is not the case always. Um, let's see what I've typed. I will browse by touch resumed. Okay. Button. Tech. Characters. Word. R. E. Dub. Hi. Title. Hi. Editor. Scrollable. Hi. This is just a test text box. Characters. Space. T. Words. Test. A. Is. This. Hi. Character. Capital A. I. Comma. Space. Okay, so hi, this is just a test. Um, now, if I want to, let's first try another another application. Home screen one of two. See if this will be the case with Google Messages. Pause button. Messages. Unread from touch. One thousand one hundred. Okay. The keyboard is shown. I will space back button. Suspend browse by touch, and we'll type. How are you? Browse by touch suspended. Capital H O S S W space A R E space. So it didn't say any deleted thing. Um, only it said deleted when I did a mistake and deleted. Y O U. Okay, so to longer press. Um, like if I want to long press the M key to find the question mark, um, you should know that now the delay will be um, determined by the normal setting, not by the accessibility related setting. So it, the long press delay is not the one related to accessibility uh, in the Gboard settings. Okay, now I will long press the M key. M question mark. Alternatives are dismissed. Mark, so I lifted my finger and it was typed. Um, let's see if I type the, um, if I long press the period key, for example. Period, comma, question okay. mark. So I'm keeping my finger and I can now slide my finger without um, lifting it, of course, to hear comma. the um, elements question or mark. the symbols available. So I will move comma. it slightly to the left. Hash. Exclamation. Okay, so I want to type the exclamation mark. I lift my finger now. Alternatives are dismissed. Let's try it. Uh, browse by touch. Browse by touch. Resumed. Resumed and... Words. N. 1180. How are you? Text. Exclamation mark. Question mark. Okay, so this was the question and then... Exclamation mark. The exclamation mark. So this was um, a demonstration of typing while Browse by Touch is suspended. Actually, um, I think that getting used to this may take time, but it's, um, it's something um, nice to try at least. Some people are able to achieve good speeds in typing. And um, it's anyway, it's an interesting feature and also a uh, suspending browse by touch is useful also in other cases so um yeah i hope that um this was useful thank you for listening
Thank you so much for that, Karine. We appreciate that. Coming up next, our app of the week, in which we show you how to use the app and review its accessibility. You can submit your recording for this segment. Email it to us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com. And moving from the CSR entry by our friend Karen, now let's go ahead to the app of the week. And our friend Potato is showing you how to use the Samsung. Good luck. Hello everyone, this is your favorite Potato and today we are gonna talk about fun stuff. I am here to show you Good Luck, an app which allows you to personalize your Galaxy device beyond limits. The plan is to split it into a few parts because otherwise it would be too long. In this part I will just go over some basic stuff and explore the main screen of the app. The app is split into modules, so if you are interested into certain thing you just download a module and use it. And a lot of these modules are focused on changing the looks of your device. Like you can make custom animated backgrounds and stuff like that. There are also some modules which we blind Android users can enjoy. So before we start, first I need to mention that it only can be run on Samsung devices with one UI. And now there are two types of One UI. The normal full One UI, which most of the flagship phones and mid-range phones have, for example S-series and some phones from the A-series. But One UI Core is a stripped-down version of One UI, which runs on budget devices, like the M-series and the A-series, like A01, A02, A03 and A03s and stuff like that, A12, A13, A20, A21, A22, A23 and A10 probably, I'm not sure about that. So the models with zero at the beginning have one UI core, same with the models with one at the beginning and two at the beginning. So if you are looking for a new phone, it's good to remember about that. So your phone will have more features. If it has three, four, five, seven at the beginning, it's cool. I'm not sure about M series, but with M series, it may be different. And also some models in India have full one UI. So I will leave the research to you. Just look the model up because if your device has one UI core, then sadly you can't install GoodLock. Also another thing, GoodLock may not be available in some countries. So if you want to install it on your device, you may want to use a VPN. I won't recommend any specific VPN because it may look like an advert but you can just use a VPN and trick Galaxy Store into thinking that 
you are for example in the United States so you can install the app okay let's start exploring so I won't show you how to install the app you just go to Galaxy Store and search for it device unlocked 1605 more option good luck Lottie button here is some kind of logo or something that first button it does nothing you can click on it many times it won't do anything Good luck. here we have the title of the window more options new content available button oh yeah new content available okay i didn't know about that that it has some updates now but it's good because i can show you if it says new content available then you can click pop-up window good luck credit in list here you have credits update all plugins new content available oh yeah and if some updates are available you will have update all plugins option if there are no updates it won't show up so let's click on that and i can show you because i've already installed modules i want to use so let's click here it will open galaxy store More options new content available button out of list galaxy store navigate up button good luck 4.5 good luck labs yeah the app should be made by Goodlock Labs if you're searching for it. Hashtag Narzadzia. Update. The following. Update. Button. The following related apps will be updated as well. Multistar. 13.04 megabyte. V6.1.00. Screenshot one of. Multistar. So yeah. Update. Button. We click on update. Galaxy Store. Progress bar in progress. Galaxy Store. Update. Button. Disabled. Hashtag Narza update button disabled. And start it's installing. now installing the thingy. Hashtag open button. Okay, it's already updated, so we click open. Good luck. Lottie, button. And Good I luck. can more show options. you now. Button. Good luck. Lockstar. Lottie. Button. Good luck. More options. Button. More options. It doesn't say new content available. And if you click Pop here. Good luck, credit in. It won't show that update icon. Back button. Out of Good luck. More options. Okay. So let's check it out. Makeup tab selected. One of two. So the modules are separated into two categories, which are tabs. The first one is makeup. Live up tab two of two. And the second one is live up. So we will start exploring from makeup Lottie, good luck. More lock star. create new lock screens and always on display styles one of eight enlist eight items yeah it's self-explanatory and probably not useful for those who are blind more keyscape set the keyboard optimized for you and try creating your own unique animated stickers two of eight here you can modify the keyboard and create your own stickers which is kind of cool but not for me because i am blind how sad Star. Conveniently organize the navigation bar in gesture mode. Three of eight. Here you can modify the navigation bar. More. Home up. Enjoy the improved one UI home experience. Four of eight. Here you can modify the home screen. More. Quick star. Redesign your own quick panel UI. Five of eight. You can modify your quick panel. More. Makeup tab selected. One of two. And, and two yeah, if you are swiping left and right, the app will lose focus 
very often, especially if you are swiping through the modules which you didn't install yet. It's best if you explore by touch. More. Theme park easily and quickly create and apply themes. By extracting colors from the background image, it automatically creates a theme to suit the user style. Six of eight. This won't be useful, of course. Most of the things in this tab won't be useful for you. But yeah, this module is not installed, so I will show you. Download button. Here is the download button, which will move us to the Galaxy Store. Button unlabeled. Here are the screenshots. Button unlabeled. Button unlabeled. Button unlabeled. Button unlabeled. Button unlabeled. I had a lot of screenshots. Button unlabeled. Wonderland, create 3D motion wallpapers with various effects. You can add a motion effect on your favorite images and decorate your wallpaper with stickers, videos, and text, as well as add particle effects. Create moving wallpapers, 7 of 8. Yeah, here Download. you can button, make button, wallpapers. Button, 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 button. Clock face, you can configure many different clock styles on the lock, screen an AOD and customize the clock however you want, choose the clock style you want, create various clock styles. Select the type of clock you want and decorate it with text, images, or GIFs. AOD clock decoration. Apply clock screen for watch to device, one UI 4.1 or higher, 8 of 8. Yeah. Download button. Here you can change your clock style. And that's all. It has 8 modules. Clock face. You can live up tab 2 of 2 and list Now, the interesting stuff. Live up. Live up. 2 of 2 and good luck. More options. Notice star. Manage the notifications history easily. 1 of 8 and list 8 items. So here we have the notification history. Nice catch. Have you ever experienced any vibrations from your device without incoming notifications? Look into the causes of unexplained actions, such as vibrations or the screen turning on, 2 of 8. This is a cool thing. More. Routines Plus. Various features have been added to Bixby Routines, allowing you to create more powerful routines, 3 of 8. Yeah, so it just adds more features, more routines to the Bixby Routines. More. Multistar. Experience the improved multi-window. I didn't use that, so I can't say whether it's accessible or not. More. Registar, conveniently configure the settings app and press the side key, tap the back, or press the screen strongly to quickly launch useful features. Five of eight. Yeah, I will show that soon. More. Sound assistant, expand audio system settings and increase convenience. Six of eight. Here is all the audio stuff like balance and, for example, voice changer. Nice shot. Use the screenshot and screen recording features more conveniently. After screen capture, you can delete the screenshot immediately without saving, and while recording the screen, you are free from any interruptions, such as notifications, messages, or sounds 7 of 8. I didn't use that, so I can tell. Download. Button. Button. One hand operation plus. Use your phone or tablet easily with just your thumb. A small handler has been added to the left and right edges of the screen, so that the device can be used with one hand, and you can configure frequently used functions to correspond to certain gestures and activate them immediately, 8 of 8. I didn't use that one too. So that's all of the modules you can find in GoodLock. Each tab has 8 modules, and in the next part I'm gonna show you a few of them or at least a few accessible things, because there is a lot of things you can personalize about your Samsung device, and before GoodLock was released, these things were only able to be achieved by rooting your device. So yeah, 
I hope you'll stick around and I hope you enjoyed my show. This was Potato and I will see you probably in a half a year because I'm too lazy to record anything. But hey, at least I'm being honest and that's what counts. Okay, see you in the next one. Thank you so much, Mr. Potato. Coming up next is the tip of the week. Stay tuned for tips, tricks and more about Android. And now to close today's episode, our own dear feed, pretty one in London, now brings us another tip of the week. And this time we're talking about WhatsApp. So if you use WhatsApp and you want to get some uh, tips and tricks and all of that, this is it. Um, Fee brings us one of those things that some of us didn't know. I don't use WhatsApp anymore, but you may be using WhatsApp. And so this would definitely come in handy. Here is Fee now to show you how to manage your uh, sliders in the voice messages and things like that. Here is Fee. Hi, everyone. This is a quick tip about going through WhatsApp messages. Some of you may only record and send or receive short WhatsApp messages, but sometimes there are longer ones. I'm talking here about audio messages, not text messages. Now, I'm not going to demonstrate this with a message one of my friends has recorded because of their privacy, etc. But I do have some messages on here of things I've recorded and sent to other people. Now, Android calls these audio messages rather than voice messages, but you use the same technique to skip backwards and forwards through them, whether it's a voice or audio message. So this technique will work either way. So here I've got some fireworks that I recorded at New Year. Let's just see where we are in the message first. Zero, zero seconds elapsed. Slider. Accessibility volume set to 57%. Right. Zero, zero seconds elapsed. Slider. Swipe up or swipe down to adjust. So it says you can swipe up or swipe down to adjust. Now, for ages, I thought this was really annoying because whenever I was listening to a message, the slider didn't do anything. However, I got a tip from some friends and... Now I know how to do it. So I'll swipe left to the play button. Play button. Double I'll, tap to agitate. Double tap and hold a long press. I will double tap it to play a bit of this audio. Pause. And I will swipe right to show you what the slide is doing. 6,731. Six seconds elapsed. Slider. Slide So I'll go back to double the... Double tap to agitate. Double tap and hold a long press. I've gone back to... I've gone back... I've gone left now. I'm going to double tap to pause. Play. Um, and if I now right arrow. 22,363. 22 seconds elapsed. Slider. Swipe up or swipe down to adjust. Now, with it paused, I can adjust it. So if I swipe up. 35,663. 35 seconds elapsed. Slider. So say I want to go over a minute and see other fireworks a bit more exciting by over a minute. So 
48,963, 48 seconds elapsed, slider. 62,263, one minute, two seconds elapsed, slider. I'm gonna go swipe left to what's now the play button. Play button. Pause. No, that's not very exciting still, so I'll pause it again. And go one forward minute, two seconds, minutes. One minute, one minute, one minute, two minutes, one second elapsed. And I'll left swipe left. Play button. Pause. we got some whistling ones now. Getting a bit more exciting. Now, if I swipe left again, it'll tell me how long the whole message is. C3, audio message, 4 minutes, 26 seconds, 041, pause, button. Double, 146,125, 2 minutes, 26 seconds, pause, button. Okay, I want to go tap, tap, above 3 tap, minutes tap, now, so... 164,892, 2 minutes... 178,192, 2 minutes, 191,492, 3 minutes, 11 seconds. I'm guessing all that 100 and what's it is how many seconds. I, I don't find that terribly helpful, to be honest. I think that could be uh, ironed out a little bit in talk back. But anyway, if I left swipe, play button, pause, turn it up a bit. Not a massively exciting recording, really, is it? To be honest, um, but it shows the point that you can do that. Now, what I'm going to do, this is an older phone now that I'm using. This is a Samsung Galaxy S9. So I've got Voice Assistant on this as well, the, the Samsung Voice Assistant, and I'm going to show you how Voice Assistant handles this process. And to be honest. I think it's better and it would be lovely if TalkBack also worked like this. I'm going to do it with a different message, another fireworks one that I did at New Year. See if this is a bit more interesting and I'll show you how Voice Assistant handles this. This is not very useful for many people in the sense that newer phones don't have Voice Assistant but it just shows how gracefully it's handled in Voice Assistant and why I wish TalkBack would iron this out a little bit. So I'm going to hit play on this different message. Ah, this was the fireworks in the rain. I was standing outside my front door in the porch so that I didn't get soaked. And uh, the rain was playing tunes. This was on New Year's Day, just after midnight. Okay, so I've got bored of the rain now. I'm going to pause this. Play. Showing items 87 to 94 of 110. Swipe right. 6%, 26 seconds elapsed. Slider. You see, 6%, 26 seconds elapsed. That's so much easier. Now I'm going to swipe up. 11%, 47 seconds elapsed. 16%, 1 minute, 8 seconds elapsed. Slider. And then I will left arrow back to what's now the pause button and play again. Play button. Pause. Still raining. Play. Okay, was it still raining? This message is 
Was it still raining after five minutes then? Let's see. Play, 17%, one minute, 14 seconds in a... 22%, one minute, 27%, one minute, 32%, two minutes, 37%, two minutes, 42%, two minutes, 47%, three minutes, 52%, three minutes, 57%, four minutes, 62%, four minutes, 67%, four minutes, 43, 72%, five minutes, four seconds elapsed, slide, play, button, pause. It's still raining after five minutes. Okay, what about Play. six? Seventy seventy-nine percent, five minutes, eighty-four percent, five minutes, eighty-nine percent, six minutes, thirteen seconds. Play button. Pause. Still raining, but a few more fireworks. So there you go, that is how oh, and just to prove it works the other way, if I want to go back a bit. Ninety-one percent, six minutes. 86%, 6 minutes, 2 seconds, in play, button, pause. I want to go back to 3 minutes. 87, 82%, 5 minutes, 77%, 5 minutes, 72%, 5 minutes, 67%, 4 minutes, 62%, 4 minutes, 57%, 3 minutes, 59, 52%, 3 minutes, 38 seconds, 47%, 3 minutes, 17 seconds, elapsed. That'll do. Button, pause. And after three minutes, it was still raining. Now, Play. this is more useful, really. If someone sent you a longish message and maybe partway through they've told you their address or somebody rang you in the middle of it and you accidentally left it playing in your headphones or something, um, being able to navigate through messages is so useful. But you must hit pause first, otherwise it won't work. Thank you so much, P, for that little uh, flip there as that helps our listeners know how to manage those voice messages. It helped me as well. I didn't know how to do it for ages. So, um, yeah, when I did, I thought, oh, I bet there are loads of other people who don't know this, so I'll share it. Beautiful. And that concludes today's episode. And Austin is standing by to give you a way on how to get hold of us should you want to. And Austin, how do people get hold of us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. Thank you so much, Austin. And as that concludes this week's episode, we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. We hope that you have a wonderful weekend. From me is goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.